Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today we continue season seven with episode two, titled Stormborn. It was directed by Mark Mylod and written by Brian Cogman, the Cogman. Um, so nice little switch uh-huh. up from last episode, and I think we found the reason. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. And uh, I think you're you're totally right on this yeah. one. Uh, was it written by D&D last time? Nope. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Last week was D&D. Okay. Last week was the D&D special. Um, and, yeah. you know, we were, we were going back and forth last night upon watching. We were like, damn, this one's a lot better than last week. What's the diff? What happened? What was the missing sauce? It was Brian fucking Cogman, baby. That was the missing Cog sauce. Man. The Cogman. He, I mean... Maybe they were like, all right, Premiere, we're getting stuff started. We'll give it to you, D&D. Just uh, do whatever you want. Kind of. Well, it's out not even it. like, we'll give it to you, D&D. It's like, well, we'll take this because it's like, it's up to them. Yeah. You know? But then they were like, first one didn't really go too hot. Uh, let's uh, let's give it back. <laughs> A guy who knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, yeah, no. The Cogman, uh, he's cool. very consistent. Um, let's see. I think we've yeah, only that- had like one episode from the Cogman that we were kind of like, Oh, well, for him, that wasn't even really that good. But then at, through talking through it, we were like, oh, no, actually. Actually, uh, yeah, that was uh, uh, that was an underrated one, you know. Uh, so, yeah. it'll uh, it, You know, this one is one of the exceptions on the season. Mm-hmm. Most of it is written by D&D, save for two episodes. Mm-hmm. And those episodes are episode five and this one, episode two. The rest of the season is D&D. Um, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we got a, we got some we got some stuff to look forward to for sure. Uh, this one was a goodie. I I enjoyed it a great deal. It was a much bigger, uh, bigger, better step in uh, yeah in season seven so far. Oh yeah, I mean we got some an underrated action sequence that like uh, when I think of all of the crazy action sequences of the show, mm. I never think of, of this, you know, Euron versus uh, Yara and Theon, like the, the Iron Fleet versus the Iron Fleet. Right. Uh, basically here. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm a, uh, I will remember it from now on. Cause damn, oh, uh, it was, was impressive. it was quite awesome. Yeah. That had that got, and then some, I don't know, just really, really nice. Scenes as well, just very emotional, mm-hmm. emotionally fulfilling. Ooh, you know, I wouldn't say emotionally riveting, but yeah, no. uh, a bunch no, of stuff no. that makes me feel a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's mostly just character work. It's mostly just small things that mm-hmm. the characters do, small things the 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 small choices the actors make, um, and stuff like that that end up making me feel uh, feel even more deeply. So I, I'm happy with this one. Um, yeah. And if you are ready, we can go ahead and uh, get it popping. Oh, up yeah. in Dragonstone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get it going. Let's do it. So, 
We uh, we emerge at Dragonstone during a thunderstorm, and Tyrion, Varys, and Daenerys are talking about the the circumstances of her birth due to the to the storm and the reminiscence. And Varys informs Daenerys that he he recalls he recalls that storm. He remembers that night. Um, mm-hmm. And Daenerys is like, "Oh, you you remember quite a lot, don't you? You know, basically." But uh, he's like, uh, "I wish Varys, I could." Yeah, I think I think she was like, I, I, maybe she threw that in there." Um, but you were you were totally right about her being like, yeah, I remember nothing about my home at all. Oh, yeah. Um, she was like, I, I, I thought it would feel like home and it doesn't. And that's like mm-hmm. literally all she says. And then that's like, that's it. Um, and I was like, oh, she does say something about okay. it. I thought it was I thought it was later, too. Like, I thought it was when shit's falling apart for her. I thought mm-hmm. it was when like John is being heralded and she's feeling neglected. Yeah. because She's every bit as responsible as he is for mm-hmm. everything happening. Um, and she's like, I don't feel the love. I don't like, I thought that's when, it, but no, we kick off this episode and she's like, doesn't feel like home. This isn't, this yeah. isn't what I thought it'd be. Um, yeah. and I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and you feel that Amelia Clark is, uh, icy. She is cold, yeah. oh, uh, to yeah. start this season. It's, it's very impressive. different. Very, very different. Yeah. I think, uh, we were, we were kind of talking through it and I think it's, she came home expecting something a lot grander. Maybe I mean, I guess she knew the castle would be abandoned and everything, but I don't know. She's expecting very, very big things. And well, you, and, know, you know, and she's she's been given reality checks by a few people over the course of the show that are like, I think I can't remember who said it to her before, but like she was under the impression for a long time that her return would be celebrated. That That's the people true. of King's Landing and the people of the Seven yeah. Kingdoms want her back. They want the Targaryens to return and to be greeted with no ceremony, nothing at all. You just go to this, this, in fact, the opposite of ceremony. You have to do everything to build this place up yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And surrounded by people that like, you know, they're all, I guess, Masande is probably her closest friend. And like, mm-hmm. He did name her the hand, but like it is a Lannister, and like you know, for all these people from Westeros and all all this stuff, like there's no one, no one that feels like family to her. I'd oh, say yeah. Masande is the closest thing to family that she has, but it's really just a good friend. No, uh, and that's so, why, like, I I think that I, I was watching this and I was like, oh, uh, the the shift in demeanor from mm-hmm. specifically the season six finale. When she's talking to Tyrion, you know, like I know she says the stuff about Dario and she's like, and I didn't feel a thing, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I that was yeah. a man I I thought I loved and I didn't. feel, And that's that's certainly something. I think that's a step on this journey to where mm-hmm. she's at. But I think it's more than anything, because all that matters is the mission. All that yeah. matters is 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 reaching that goal. And so that's why it didn't hurt so much to let Dario go. But then that scene with Tyrion, whenever she's like, I name you hand of the queen, you know, and she's she's excited she's she's happy like they're they're doing this thing let's fucking go Mm -hmm. so when they get here and it's like ah okay yeah you know like it's just a little bit of a letdown to a degree um Mm -hmm. but uh you know Varys informs daenerys that uh cersei's position as queen of westeros is quite tenuous at this time um and you know daenerys is like well you know if uh if Stannis had had the fleet that I have and had three dragons and everything that I am, uh, he would have already invaded King's Landing. And mm-hmm. Tyrion's like, yes, but you're not here to be Queen of the Ashes. 
And she pauses. No. No, I'm is... not. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, not an immediate no. Uh, you know. Uh, she yeah, definitely a little bit like a, well, you know, I wouldn't mind that. You know, like, uh, I mean, it would it would still make me queen. Obviously, I'd prefer to have subjects, but, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Um, yeah, she's, she has a goal like, in mind. Obviously, the benefit of hindsight is a little 2020. And we've been talking this entire fucking rewatch about mm-hmm. how it's not so surprising that she ends up taking it there. It yeah. has never been less surprising that she ends up taking it there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, no, she's, I mean, at, even before, I mean, she's like, oh, well, like to Tyrion, she's like, oh, yeah, I, I already have a plan. I will go and I will burn them all. It is as simple as that. And she's like, ah, you know, maybe let's think about it. I don't know. Uh, let's, uh, that, that's kind of what the Mad King would do, you know? And, uh, yeah, and, and Tyr- like, even in this scene, he's like, well, you know, tens of thousands would die. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not the move. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's a fascinating. There's there's a degree to which she snaps that I'm excited to see if I still find it quite founded. But the fact that she does end up doing that isn't so surprising. It's yeah. mostly the fallout of it. Whenever she's like, and we're going to do this everywhere, you know. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna conquer the fucking world this way, and it's like oh yeah oh, okay. Um, if, if you are trying to conquer the world, you gotta have some sort of god complex. You got I mean you gotta oh, yeah. think. I mean even if she, she does kind of you know think she's doing the right thing and and all this and and Var- you know I like I like this conversation with Varys here, like how Daenerys does kind of challenge him and be like. Mm. You know, your loyalty, you know, you, you just kind of serve whatever is best for you, you know. You served my father, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I, I did, your grace. Then you served his successor. Yeah, you know, I uh, I kind of had to, or else I was going to die, but yeah, that was the idea. Um, uh-huh. He definitely seemed like an improvement, but he, he didn't want to be king. He didn't have any interest in it. And, you know, he begins to confront him about his role in hiring assassins to target her, and Varys mm. reminds her that his choices were limited. To either uh, feigning continuing loyalty to Robert by arranging the assassination or refusing it and losing his head. Um, so he's like, I I do what's best for me, but I don't just do what's best for me. I know that by doing what's best for me, I have the ability to keep doing what's best for the people. Like, that's that's people. his attitude yes. about it. That was um, that was, uh, his his uh, like. I, depending on who he's talking to these words could very well be like, okay, yeah, then I'm going to kill you. You're not going to be my advisor. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, if he if he talks to the Mad King this way and says, no, I serve the people. If you want blind allegiance, sorry, you're looking you're looking at the wrong person. I, a lot of people would just probably be like, all right, see you later. Good enough. But, uh, I think, I think Danny was kind of like, you're okay. being, you're being very honest, you know, like this is, this is who you are. And she um, uses that, you know, she's like, and if that's who you are, if you're going to be honest, if you see me going that way, don't conspire behind my back. Yeah. Tell me to my face. Tell mm-hmm. me you think I'm losing it, that I, that we're going the wrong way. Um, yeah. But if you He's do like, betray me, sure. I will burn you alive. Oh, oh OK. That's a little Matt King-esque. That's a little, uh, you know, and he kind of gets a little passive aggressive. Little, I'd you expect know, nothing less from the mother of dragons. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, 
the apple doesn't fall far well, from the tree. Well, and here's the thing. Like, it's, I think the thing that makes it so, seem so bad, this is not uncommon practice. John is, John has executed men for not listening to him. Yeah, treason is death. I mean, that's yeah. like, that's just what it is. It's, it's and this the is verbiage, you know, like, she's not like, I will, I will, uh, I will have you executed. It's, I will burn you alive, you know, like it's, that for sounds a lot you. worse than a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it really, in practice, it gets the same result, um, especially with Dragonfire. Not a lot of uh, suffering there. You just kind of go. You just. Yeah, it'd be prob- pretty instant. I mean, we see people just vape. Well, I guess wildfire kind of just vaporize people, but still dragon fire is all the same. I mean, I feel it like there's something like- in House of the Dragon when we watch people like they- like their shoes get left behind, but their entire body was just like, Whoof, you yeah. know, like it's. Uh- yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's I mean, it's just her way of executing people. You know, she's not exactly. one to swing the sword, but she will follow the sentence she does she does it's it is her word that makes that happen Mm -hmm. and you know she doesn't breathe fire but that extension of her does um oh yeah but uh she uh she's greeted by a visitor hereafter where uh the red priestess melisandre is back and she's like yeah i think that uh i think you got a a part to play in the wars to come Mm -hmm. i think that you might be uh you know, uh, the prince who was promised. And she's like, it doesn't sound like that could be me because I am not a prince. Very strange. Um, yeah. And Masande's like, uh, I believe your translation is wrong, your grace. Um, in High Valyrian, the word for prince or princess is gender neutral. And therein, the proper translation is the prince or princess is, who was is promised. Is this legit? You know, you think this is actually the plan the whole way? Or this was no, just kind no, of like showrunners being like... Uh, 100% an improvisation. Um, yeah, okay. No, but here's the I thing, think. is that, like, I also don't think it's that far-fetched. All, all sorts of languages yeah. all Latino, over the world like, yeah, there's, don't there have... Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very... Every language is very different. This is this is sort of believable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Valyrian. It's a language. No, kind yeah, of like, like Latin sort of thing, like a, a deadish language. Only a few yeah, people. No, there's, a, there's a line in Everything Everywhere All at Once that Michelle Yeoh delivers at the beginning whenever she's talking about joy's girlfriend where she she says he and then she's like she mom and she's mm. like in chinese we don't have we, like there is no fucking yeah you know so it's like a yeah it's not it's not some ancient thing uh necessarily mm. like this this does have much and and frankly it's not the worst thing in the world um but i <laughs> Tyrion, you know the pointing it out and being like doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well and daenerys is like yes but i prefer it yeah, she's um, like, I actually like that. That's kind of nice. Um, and uh, she speaks Valyrian, you know. I, I it's kind of weird that she just doesn't know this. You know, it's like she speaks fluent Valyrian. Uh, so I I don't know. It is kind of like a weird. I guess Masande is fluent, like very very trained in language. Yeah, you know? I'm like she's only ever listened to it and spoke it. It's kind of oh. like. You know, there are words that we don't know the meaning of that we yeah. know the word, you know? So, like, I think that that's, it's, it's, it's something. But, uh, regardless, yeah, language is just a complicated <laughs> fucking thing, especially when they're fictional languages and nothing, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's a tough thing to keep up with. So, it's one of those things where it's, it might be a little convenient, but it's one of those things they can get away with because it's not, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing we can say to really yeah. dispute it, you know? It's not like we can be like, well, that's not true because, like, it, 
it is because they made it so. Um, We're in a show with dragons and the Night King and 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 the Lord of Light and all this other shit. So, but I do love how Masande, or Masande, uh, Melisandre is kind of being like, you know, Daenerys is, so you think I am, you know, the the princess who's promised. She goes, ah, you know, prophecies are very dangerous. They're dangerous things. Uh, This kind of felt like a little fourth wall breaky-ish a little bit. Like, hey guys, like don't, Prophecies aren't truth, you know, like just because this is a prophecy in the show does not mean it's going to to come true and everything. And and she does, exp- you know, the Lord of Light kind of reasoning that we've got to. It's just, yeah, shit, it's yeah. all it's all different for everybody and everyone has their own part to play. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, no, like, and, I, I, and like, here's the thing. It could be Prince or Princess who was promised or Prince and Princess who was promised as mm-hmm. uh, John and Danny are the two uh, candidates here. And she, you know, I love the way that she's like, uh, I think it could be you. And I think it could be one other uh, John mm-hmm. snow, the King in the North. Um, and Tyrion Lannister goes, um, John snow, the King in the North. Um, what the fuck? He's like <laughs> Ned Stark's bastard. The last time he left him, he was just go joining the night's watch. And he's like, yeah, the shit. Yeah. Tyrion, I haven't like heard <laughs> a fucking thing about him since. Um, I mean, like he wouldn't have. He's he's been obviously quite busy with King's Landing, and then when he was imprisoned, uh, I mean, like he left for Essos before John became Lord Commander. And the Citadel, so like uh, Giora, Giora wasn't dead. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, and then and then Aemon, uh was wasn't dead either. So like, if the Citadel doesn't know, I'm assuming King's Landing has yeah. no clue as well. So, exactly. Unless, so like, it's 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 extremely funny for Tyrion to be like. Ugh. The king in the north, Jon Snow. I'm I'm sorry. Um, and you know, uh, he's he vouches for Jon. You know, he's like da- Daenerys. He's he's a good dude. You know, like I, I I only knew him for a short time, but in that time, uh, he's he's trustworthy. And given the crimes by the Lannisters against his family, he probably hates them more than you do. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I I would say so. And I loved the way that Mel Saunders like invite him down, talk to him, let him tell you what he's seen, mm. and and then we can you yeah know, you'll know what you need to do you know yeah, uh, they did skip a scene in this one a little bit uh, whenever Daenerys clears the room and just has this one on one with Olena, um, it like when they're in the war room um I I don't know I thought was wasn't that before Melisandre comes in. No, that's after the meeting it in the is. war room. She oh, she holds Elena behind and clears the room for everyone. Oh, else. I thought they talked first and then went to go talk to Melisandre. Okay, no, um, yes, they, uh, that is the hmm. next scene. Oh, because, okay. Uh, uh, they go yes. Tyrion. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm squared yeah. away now. Yeah, you're all um, good. You're all good. But yeah, Danny's like, all right. You know what? Go ahead, send a raven north. Mm-hmm. Let him know he can come on down to Dragonstone, and he can bend the knee. And, you know, we hear that and we go, ah. he won't do that. No, yeah. he won't do that. He um, won't do that. Uh, he's, he got that, for, that one from Mance Raider. You yeah, know, that was, he, big, that was a big wildling trait he inherited big time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, then we head to the chamber of the painted table. One of my favorite names for a room ever. Um, mm-hmm. The chamber of the painted table. Hard, hard as fuck. Oh, it's not the um, war room. Uh 
Is the war room a dip? Is that a? That is the war room. It is the chamber of the painted table. Um, because okay. it's got the that that is the painted table is the. I prefer this name much more. Yeah, it's um, hard. I love that painted table. Yeah, um, but uh, Yara and Alaria Sand are there. You know, with uh, Olena and Tyrion and Varys and all the like, and uh, they are staunchly Yara and Alaria on the side okay. of. Assaulting King's Landing. Go what ahead. The fuck are we waiting? You have every means to take over today. Like, not even like mm-hmm. next. Like, it's not going to be a battle. You could be the queen by tonight mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Um, and that is always just a wild thing to like recall. Is that like very it true? Is, it is like, that simple. If if she wants it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're totally right. Like, she pulls up with three dragons. They have that one crossbow, you know, in the bottom of, you know, the crypt, whatever, at King's Landing. Like, mm-hmm. they're working on them now. But, like, yeah, they go now, even with all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's wraps. Like, it's, oh, it's just. it's over. It is yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, Tyrion's like, I don't know. I mean, if we did that, tens of thousands of innocents would die. And Alaria's like, you pussy. You, yeah. got a, you don't got the stomach for war. Um, yeah. This is war. That's what it is. They're like, that's that's what happens. Um, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's there's other ways to do this. You know, we we have other plans. Um, you know, there's there's more ways to do this than kill innocents. You know, over here we don't poison. I, I don't like to poison little girls. Um, yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, these two have mad beef. They definitely, um, yeah, Tyrion definitely hates her. Well, and um, she hates him because Oberyn died for him. Yes. Like that's. Oh yeah. I, I'm like, oh my god, like it's just layers and layers and layers of relationships between characters that you don't even think of until mm-hmm. they like this is one of those examples where it's nice for them to kind of expository point it out, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah. Something that just like, is goes over your head usually, but then you know, or you just don't remember it necessarily, but yeah, like there absolutely out, like, would be there would be a tension here. Yeah. There would be a beef between these yeah. two and uh Daenerys having to be like, all right, all right. Like, yeah. uh, he's my hand, by the way. You'll talk yeah. to him nicely. You don't uh, talk we'll to eat. him. You fuck with me, okay? Yeah. Like, that. Like that's, uh, you don't play like that. Um, and Daenerys, yeah, ends ends that argument, but uh, they get back to the matter of the invasion. And Daenerys insists that she doesn't wish to be known as the Queen of the Ashes, um, to, to quote Tyrion. And Tyrion's kind of like... <laughs> My words have meaning with t- with her. Um, I'm respected here. Um, I, I love yeah. that. Um, but uh, Olena's like, oh, sure. We'll just yeah. go ahead and go down there and ask for it nicely. Then is that is that that? Mm-hmm. Um, God, I love Olena. She is. I do too, man. I wonder if it's uh partially because she's like just on her way out. You know, she's getting old. If she's like, let's just fucking do it. You know, like there's, or if this is truly like how she believes, say she's 40 years younger, does she still, does she I still think like she how? does. I, I do. I think that, I think there's, there's multiple things at play here. You know, um, she obviously hates the queen. Yeah. Um, she wants her so, dead very soon, as soon yeah. as possible. So I guess there is that. But I don't think that would change Olena's fiery spirit. Like I do think mm-hmm. that like she's yep. she's like that. This is just how she is. Um and you know, he he reminds she reminds Neris of Marjorie's fate, you know. She was like, Yes, my, my granddaughter was loved. More loved than any queen in history. The noblemen loved her, 
The commoners loved her, and still she was killed by Cersei. Um, so it doesn't make you it doesn't make you immune to be loved. Um, in fact, and and you can tell that there's kind of this argument that's like there's a reason what Cersei's doing is working. Yeah, and yeah, it's I mean, because so. nobody fucks with her. They you are know? deathly afraid. Of having the city blow up, you know, like it's, it's not like the Mad King just burning people and like you're afraid of that. You are afraid of like your entire home just being kaboom. Eviscerated. Yeah. Yeah. Cersei, you could be queen. No problem. Um, but yeah, I love, I love, uh, everyone's wearing black, you know, Olena's wearing black, Danny's wearing black, Cersei wearing black. Um, John is, he's kind of, you know, brownish he's he's got the just the the ned yeah. kind of look going on there but sansa sansa's wearing also, black yeah. i'm like yeah like everyone is just in dark mode uh, we're in the dark like, times man it's it's the it's winter has come you know like i think that's kind of where we're at and uh but Tyrion proposes using a combination of Tyrell and Dornish forces to lay siege to king's landing much to the chagrin of them they're like why the fuck did you even bring your own soldiers then and Tyrion's like, well, this is why. Uh, we will be using the Unsullied and the Dothraki to uh, take Casterly Rock as, you know, slain siege to King's Landing with Unsullied and mm-hmm. Dothraki might send the wrong message about uh, patriotism for Westerosi people. Exactly. They're um, proving Cersei's point. You know, that's – and yes. Cersei literally – or maybe Jaime uh, used this. Like, hey, are you really going to fight for the side of the Dothraki and mm-hmm. uh, eunuchs or whatever, you know, called yeah. them? Savages um, and, and eunuchs, as yeah. Jamie puts it later. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it this is very, very smart. A very smart decision, and also you know, kind of taking Castle Rock, same plan that that Rob had uh, mm. in his when he planned to to take over. And it's very fair. You know, if you take over Castle Rock, you show the Lannisters aren't aren't invincible and aren't mm. you know just untouchable. Um, and and you also take King's Landing at the same time with uh, two massive armies as well. Uh, so yeah. I think it works. Well, and just destroy the morale of of the Lannister army at that point. And uh, in the meantime, the Greyjoy fleet will escort Alaria back to Sunspear to rally the Dornish forces and then ferry them up the coast to King's Landing, bypassing the Stormlands and allowing the siege to commence. And uh, Daenerys accepts Tyrion's proposal. And reminds the others on her council that she will not be attacking King's Landing and requests consenting approval from everyone, which they give, whether they want to or not. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah, good plan. Uh, in theory, uh, just one little hiccup in the road or in the sea that we yeah, run into. It's pretty much nothing yeah. but hiccups here on out because yeah. even the taking of Casterly Rock. I don't recall if you remember how that goes. Um, Is that the the big? fight like the the lannister army fight with uh you know uh tarly uh young tarly dickon yes, uh yes. that it, it doesn't that end well is, but i mean it doesn't end well for anybody but it doesn't go to plan um the lannister forces are not in casterly rock they've oh, sacrificed they sacrifice casterly rock yeah. they let them have it that's right um, it's just all, it, empty and they oh. take Highgarden. Mm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. Okay, dang. Yeah. yeah, there is a massive chess game going on right yeah. now. No, like okay. it's a, and, and furthermore, Jamie uses the strategy that Rob did 
remember when the Lannisters were meeting the Starks in open battle and the reason that they routed them is because there was like 300 dudes there. Okay. And they wow. all ended up kidnapping Jamie and ah, taking, so like it's, okay. it's Jamie employing what he's learned and everything. Like it's just it's it's one of the cooler storylines in terms of battle battlements yeah. uh, in this in this show, but and that'll be within the next two episodes. Like that's that's how shit. quick this season is, is that everything Holy we're talking about, like last week I was like, I don't know if you remember, you're on um attacks and takes, you know, yeah. the, the sand snakes, the end of next episode. Um mm-hmm. and there's a lot there's a lot more fast travel in this one, you know. We cut from Daenerys saying, Send a Raven North to John reading that Raven's letter. Yeah. Um and and like it, it's I don't have much problem with that, but like it's just a it's just an interesting they fast track that Raven. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were like, "All right, boy, we're gonna let you snort well, some they cocaine." Fast track a, a lot. This this episode is yeah. a, it, we are moving. You know, like it feels mm-hmm. like stuff's happening fast. But uh, regardless, uh, I do enjoy it all the less, but or all the more. But uh, uh, the Dragon Queen tells the Queen of Thorns that she is aware that her motives are based on revenge for Cersei and not out of love for her. She's like, I get it. You know, it's. I don't love it, but I get it. Oh, man. Daenerys insists that she will usher in an era of peace. And Olena's like, <laughs> fucking peace. No, no you think that's thing. what we had under your father or his father or his father? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, she tells Daenerys that Tyrion is a clever man. And she's known many a clever man in her life, but she's the she's outlived all of them. And you know why? She's ignored every single one of them. Badass. And then Maybe. she delivers my line of the yeah. episode. You know, uh. The, the the lords of Westeros are sheep. Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. Maybe she took this one a little to heart. Uh, you know, man, or I don't know. Uh, this is uh, good advice. I think it's, that, you know, it's one hundred. Like, I think what she does is what Olena meant. Like, I don't think it's uh, I I don't think it's like she took it a little too literally or anything. Like, no, I think. Olena is saying, like, if you want to be queen, go fucking take it. Yeah. You know? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ideally, it would be nice to do all of this pleasantry, you know, just take it democratically, whatever. But it's like, that's just not the way. You have Cersei <laughs> up on that throne. Uh, it's just, like, not going to go down that way. And furthermore, when she does burn the city, they have relinquished. Uh, the title, and she just decides to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of a uh, there's a little bit of everything going on here, where like there are choices that make it a little iffy, but the the logic behind it happening isn't horrendous, you know. Um, yeah. But regardless, um, you know, uh, she says you're a dragon, be a dragon, and that was my line of the episode. Mm-hmm. Great oh, yeah. little interaction between two of the most badass ladies in the entire show. Um, so I loved that. But uh, later on, we go ooh, up to ooh, the chambers. Well, Masande, yeah, visits Grey Worm. She's like, so you weren't even going to say goodbye, huh? You were just going to fucking go. You were just going to leave. Yeah. He's like, I do what my queen bids. Um, yeah, I will be she, back. I will see you when I get back or, you know. Um, yeah, this this is my favorite scene. I mean, I think this is just too good, man. It's, it's just the scene good. of the episode. Um I mean, just at like finally, we like we've had some cute moments between Grey Worm and Masande. Um, we've actually had uh, this is an extended version of an exact moment we've had earlier in the show. 
um, which I think you dubbed your favorite scene earlier, whenever he wakes up after being stabbed and he's like, I mm. was afraid for the first time, afraid I never see Masande of Noth. Um, and then Man. they kiss for the first time there. But like, uh, yeah. it's, he's so, it's like he, <laughs> he's saying the right thing. He has like good intentions, but like the way he says it, yeah, you are my weakness, you know, and he's, she's like, oh, lovely. Okay. Uh, sure cool but then like he gets into it you know like yeah. the, the backstory the yeah uh, when kids are afraid of dogs when they're no afraid matter. of heights strong and solid of, yeah um brutal i mean very oh, very yeah. brutal if they live good if they die good yeah. um like holy shit no matter what um, strong unsullied i almost went with jacob anderson ew, as a for the performance because he's just so ew. great at expressing this hardened vulnerability. Like it feels like um, I've talked about this with Lena head a lot where you can tell she wants to put off that. She feels a one, she feels one way, mm. but you can tell she feels another. And the, the idea of performing that is incredibly difficult. And all the conflicting yeah. emotions that happen here for gray worm, where he, where he wants to put on, a steely exterior, but he's getting vulnerable and he doesn't know how to do it, mm -hmm. but he's trying his best. And oh, and then as the scene progresses into his like sexual confusion, basically like, I, I love this, but I don't, I don't want you to see that. I don't want yeah, you to see me. Exactly. Like it's all mm -hmm. so fucking good. On and his like part, him man. kind of like shaking a little bit too. Yeah. Like he's like very nervous and like, you know, obviously this is the first time that this has ever happened to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's, you know, I, Sunday, at least, at least she, she breaks the ice, you know, she, she goes yeah. first, you know, and, and, uh, I think this, I mean, it was very, I mean, they, they showed everything here. I mean, they were very not painful. shy, very not shy to show away, but I think it was, I mean, done pretty well. Like this is not in a whorehouse. This is not, you know, like the, the, no, usual no, no, no. and I think it's um, like it, it there's a reason you let this breathe it's incredibly important i think you know like i i i love that this was you know the culmination of seasons of pent-up emotion between gray worm and masande something mm -hmm. they've always wanted to express but something they never have and that's partially because oh, yeah. of gray worms you know fear um that's partially because of masande's reluctance to take the first to take initiative you know you don't want to force anything on somebody who doesn't want to do that so it's yeah you know well, like it's uh they they feel and like finally they're like their shields are you know gone it's all everything's mm -hmm. like gone they're they're finally comfortable with each other and like it you could tell like even before there was still this kind of like not tension between them but just like just fear to take that next step and now no, for sure we've been talking about stuff in previous, like, there was that time whenever Tyrion asks them, I think it's last season, he's like, what would you be talking about if I wasn't here right now? Mm. And he's like, Battle patrol. plans. Patrol. Yeah, or like, whatever, yeah. What we found on patrol. Yeah. What we did on patrol. Um, and he's not lying. That's what they would be talking about. They 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 don't do this. This isn't something they, they there is no stuff off screen. Like, we watch every major moment for them. That's like we yeah. see all of it, you know. Yeah, um, they've not been allowed to be a human, you know. And Tyrion, no. like, finally being like, "Drink with me, be just, just chill out," you know, yeah. like, uh, just, just be, have some emotion. Uh, and now, now, finally, they don't need Tyrion to be the catalyst anymore. They're, they're on their own doing it. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved this scene, man. I, yeah. uh, 
I appreciated how, uh, like, we we see a lot of sex scenes in Thrones, of course, over the course of its run. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we have the more uh, horrific ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Jamie and Cersei in the Sept, like Sansa yep. and Ramsay on their wedding night, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a, a uh, big spectrum. A wide wouldn't call range. those sex scenes; they'd call those rape scenes. You know, like yeah. that's a, it's definitely a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Very wide but uh, I don't think that we've gotten to. You know, like this reminded me of Robin to Lisa early on, season three or season hmm. two. You know, the first time that they give yeah. in to their passions and it's kind of like yeah, okay that's finally I about something that. good yeah, nice sweet great. you know like yeah. it's finally um, not just nudity for nudity you know this is yeah if it was written by D, i don't know maybe it goes a little <laughs> different like thank, thankfully we got it written by the cog man um i think the idea was there though this this was the idea of of the scene just uh they are comfortable with each other yeah, now they're officially yeah, but, they're giving in and uh I loved it, and for the for the second time confirmed on screen, uh, Grey Worm is now num- n- the second man in Westeros uh, yeah. <laughs> to to go down on a woman. Um, yeah, I love how we literally had a conversation of everyone who probably eats puss in Westeros or Essos, um, and but we do have yet yeah, two confirmed um, yeah. in show. Jon Snow, what was that sure. thing you did with your tongue? You know, uh, I just I just did what I thought was right. Uh, yeah. You know, like a. God, man. Love that shit. Awesome. And we were like, okay, Podrick, probably, you know. Oberyn and, a lo- yeah. like, Dorn. Yeah, you said Dorn at large. I lost it, right? When you just, yeah, yeah just everyone in Dorn. Uh, everyone in Dorn eats puss, man. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just a guarantee. Yeah. Um, but was that was that it? I feel like they're... Um, Yara. Uh, we said Yara. Mm-hmm. Um, true, true, true. Um, yeah, I'm trying to recall. Um, you know... Danny had that one scene with her, like, handmaiden, or, some, or like, not handmaiden. Uh, yeah, no, 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 early on, there. though. You think that, I, I think, don't know. I think that if, if, uh, if she were in that scenario, I think she would. I think she would. Oh, Dario? Dario, no doubt. No doubt, oh, Dario. Forget about Dario, um, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Okay. But, uh. Yeah, but that might be it. That might be it. But, like, Grey Worm is the most surprising addition to that list. But. Yeah. It's also not, you know, you're like, well, it's of like, course. what else? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, you have uh, to. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a scene within the next couple episodes. We were also discussing how Missandei and Daenerys don't have, haven't had a lot of chance to be one on one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think it's probably next episode now that this has happened, uh, where Missandei and Grey Worm like exchange a look and Danny looks at Missandei like gives her, gives her a little eyebrow there and she, She's like, uh, how? And she's like, yeah. it works. You know, <laughs> like she's like, it, it works. Um, yeah. You know, uh huh. Oh, but uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But that did uh, that did conclude the story in uh, Dragonstone for us with mm-hmm. some of I mean, Masande and Grey Worm are definitely the highlight of those scenes. But uh, yeah. some, some very important groundwork laid for the next two seasons of Daenerys's arc. Um, or oh, not yeah. the next, this season and next season. So, um, it's, it's, it's very good. I like it a lot, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, then head. That's oh, like the beginning of the episode. And like, 
that's one of my favorites, but everything else comes from something else. And I thought, like, I had a lot, like, the line, that's the line I was going to put in, saw that you had it. I'm like, okay, damn. The scene, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much it. And I'm like, the performances could have been both of them. Uh, Dude, Sunday and Grey this Women's is like, unbelievably, like, I usually have, like, two or uh, usually on average two or three choices for performance. Um, mm-hmm. and on, on an iffy episode one where I'm like, no doubt, like last week, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I could have picked fucking anybody in the cast this week. Everyone was gone. Everyone was going hard this episode. Um, uh, yeah, I was just, I, I was worried a little bit after last episode. I'm like, I'm going to with neutral expectations, you know, for the rest of the season. And this was a, a very nice delight. This I was, was happy. A, I was happy with the fact that I ended last week going, you know what? I'm going to go yeah. optimist. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go. And then I, yeah. I, it immediately paid off. I was very happy with yeah. this one. So, um, we will be heading to King's Landing next, where in the throne room of the Red Keep, Queen Cersei gives a speech urging the nobles from the reach, including Lord Randall Tarley, to reaffirm their allegiance to the throne and not follow House Targaryen in supporting Daenerys. You know, she's uh, already exemplified her. Um, horror in Essos and it's already legendary. She's crucified noblemen in Slaver's Bay. It's, it's pretty impressive that she doesn't, she doesn't lie. She just spins no. everything. Um, she technically doesn't lie. Yeah, technically yeah. not, but, uh, paints it in a, a way worse light. You know, omits that the fact that, like, these are all slave owners. Uh, no, and it, it means that it, it implies that Cersei is like, she doesn't even care about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like she, she I don't needs, think she does. Yeah, she whatever she needs to further her mm-hmm. her power and and uh, just make everyone against Daenerys. Yeah, right she's here. like she's brought the Dothraki and the Unsullied to to uh, to Westeros and back in Essos. They would pillage lands and homes, rape their women. They would do that here too. Um, mm-hmm. And Tarly steps up and is like, she's got three dragons. What the hell are we gonna do against what we, that? What do we? Yeah. What do we do there? You it know, all sounds huh? great, but I mean, come on. What? What are we gonna do? Yeah, we are Kyburn. hard at work on a solution. Yeah, yeah. As, hey, I uh, love Kyburn. Kyburn's just a just a sneaky little sly guy. You also uh, got like a little haircut between seasons, which was yeah. like I can tell. Like I don't know. Like I think it's always funny whenever like in between seasons, even if something takes place like immediately after stuff mm. looks different you mm. know and it's like only naturally like it's been months since you last shot like it's gonna change yeah um but even like the outfit daenerys arrived to dragonstone in last week it's not the episode we is not the outfit we see her sailing in in episode 10 and obviously it's a long journey you know she probably changes at some point like it's just it's just mm-hmm. but like that's that's the sort of shit that's that's yeah. a little funny to me um it's never, it's never like, oh, why would oh, they? No, I hate this show. No, yeah, it's just yeah. like I like, I like those little things. And Kyburn looks like it's, <laughs> he looks like he just came from the barber. Um, yeah, yeah, it came but, from uh, the uh, makeup trailer. Um, yeah, exactly. Got a fresh cut. Um, <laughs> uh, following the audience with Queen Cersei, Lord Tarly meets a private with Jamie Lannister who wants to appoint him as a general. Uh, notes that he is the only man to ever defeat Robert Baratheon in open battle. Not even Rhaegar did that. Um, 
Which is like, okay, okay, Randy. No, I hate, I hate, I hate this guy. He's a piece of shit. Oh, I hate this guy. This is, uh, uh, this is far and away like the coolest scene with him in it. Um, oh yeah. As far as how he is, um, seems just level-headed war general. Yes. No, like he's a military man. Yeah. Military Mm -hmm. man through and through. Military conservative dad. That's what he is. Um, On the nose. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he, because he, he states, you know, like I'm not. I'm not going to break loyalty to House Terrell. You know, we don't cut throats at weddings. We don't we don't stab our friends in the back. Um and Jamie's like, "Well, you also swore th- you swore an oath to the Iron Throne." And Cersei is definitely preferable to Daenerys. She brought the Dothraki. The Dothraki in Westeros for the first, first time. time in history. Mhm. It's yeah. it's outstanding that the Dothraki are like this thing of legend, this this horde of savages that we never have to worry about in Westeros, but oh goddamn, like beware if you're over there. Um, yeah, because I mean, I guess fair enough. They, I mean, the Dothraki were perfectly fine being over there doing what they're doing, but yeah, they're not going to build ships and come over to. They don't give a fuck, mm, you know. No. Really, it's, it's the poison. It's the poison water that yeah. they sail upon. Um, True, but uh, no, yeah, like I. <laughs> it's funny because usually whenever people say things like this in a show, or it's like. They're savages, and they're going to come over, and they're going to rape our women, and they're going to do this and this. It's like unfounded in a really racist sort of sense, but like, no, that's actually exactly what the Dothraki will do. Um, yeah. um, is actually what they do. All that's the like time. that's that's the Dothraki's deal, you know. I can't deny that, you know. It's not like oh, you're just being stereotypical. No, that's like what the Dothraki do. Like they're um, actually very scared uh, yeah. for what's about to go down if if they're if they're if they're near. So you know, and you have a little more hope for Daenerys at the helm of that army um, mm-hmm. than to just let them run willy nilly. You know, she just told Yara that there's no more reaving and raping mm-hmm. and pillaging and all that for the Iron Islanders if they take over. So. Yeah. You know, but nevertheless, uh, Jamie also promises that Cersei, you know, they're going to need a new warden of the South. If you uh, if you want to boogie on down, that is an official thing. Like, yes. And that's okay. actually something the book spend a little more time on mm. than the show has. This is the first say. mention of anything besides a warden of the North. That's what I um, thought. I was like, I, I, I don't think I've heard it in the show before. Um, and I'm like, I, there I, is a like, warden I be... of every cardinal direction. There is a warden of the west, a warden of the east, a warden of the north, and the warden of the south. Okay. Um, makes sense. Uh, but I, I, I thought it'd be hilarious if like Jamie just made, you know, he's like just made it up, being like, hey, yeah, we need a warden of the south. That you know, actually, but then Randall Tarley would have been like, the fuck, like he's like, okay, I, I guess, uh, yeah, but he's very, I guess. He's okay with this. He's like, oh, it is. It is funny that they've never made mention of it. You know, like because I guess the implication would be that Mace Terrell was the previous warden of the South. Um, yeah, I wonder who. Yeah, who it was? Because I'm pretty uh, sure at the beginning uh, of the show, uh, uh, uh Tywin, okay. Tywin's warden of the West. I think at the beginning of the show. A uh, warden of the East is either Renly or Stannis. Would be my guess. Like it's. It was Robin Aaron. Uh, the the Vale oh. is Warden of the East. Mace Terrell, Warden of the South. Eddard Stark of the North. And Tywin Lannister, Warden of the West, actually. Um, and I guess Casterly Rock, is that is that over in the... No? 
That's not over in the West, is it? Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, Casterly Rock is. Okay. And yeah, I guess I guess that does make sense. Um Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. Very, very west. Um as far west almost as you can go. Um so yeah. But obviously they're not around literally none well, I guess Robin Aaron is the only living warden that was uh, you know, from the beginning of the show. Um yeah, I suppose Robin would have been dubbed that at the beginning of the show because we start with the death of the hand, um, mm-hmm. his father. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end of the show, um, the Warden of the North, I guess, would be Sansa still. Yeah, because um, there's a queen in the North now. They're emancipated. Mm, fair. The uh, Robin Aaron still Warden of the East. Um, Robin Aaron, the constant. Yeah. Gendry Baratheon, Warden of the South. Um, and then Tyrion Lannister, Warden of the West. Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess I hadn't considered that the Stormlands are South. I would have thought of that as East, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, I dig that. I dig that. But, uh, yeah, later on, Kyburn leads Cersei to the Dragon Skulls beneath the Red Keep, and he tells Cersei that his spies have reported that one of Daenerys' dragons was wounded by a spear at Marine, and if they can be wounded, they can be killed, mm-hmm. as he as he so eloquently puts it. Um, and Kyburn oh. then displays a scorpion, a long-ranged artillery weapon, which is basically just a giant spear on a catapult, um, mm-hmm. and reassures it- her that they... Kind of cool, like, dragons. the history of, like, the weapons they have. Like, jo- Joffrey had, like, the first kind of, like, crossbow, you know? Right. Like, kind of, yeah. all, like, like uh, I don't know. I guess they had, like, no, I guess that kind of was, like, the first crossbow that they mm. ever kind of had. Now they're like, well, let's just make it fucking way bigger. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I was like, really? Uh, a spear going real fast is going to kill a dragon? But they did show it go through a fucking dragon skull. So, like, fair and, you know, like... If you do hit the shot, fair enough. You know, yeah. like it it does make sense here. Um But I do I do love how I like uh Kyburn's like, hey, if you I still like, like I pull that lever. I get uh, that it's I think in a show with such a vast imagination mm-hmm. for the dragon killing weapon to just be a giant fucking crossbow is a little underwhelming. And don't get me wrong, it's yeah. it's obviously incredibly practical. It's something that they have to be able to deploy. Like, it makes sense. But we're talking about fantasy, bro. Like, let's live it up fire. a little. Can't use wildfire. They're immune to fire. You know? Yeah. Like, so, like, you gotta use ice in some way, but how the fuck are they gonna harness the power of ice? They, they're not like that. They're not no, like that. Like, I, I, it's, like, it's like, what else do they I really have? it. It's yeah. like maybe some trap they lure it in somewhere and then like drop something on its head. I don't know, but it's like this is at least a way of like while they're in the air, you know, you can yeah. do something. Yeah, no, like I, I get it. I do. I just I, I've always felt like I don't know what the correct answer would be. I don't know what would satiate that uh, that want from me. I just don't I, like it's it's fine. It's a cool weapon. It's just like it could be mm. cooler, I think. But oh, dude, imagine they stuffed like a bunch of animals with explosives and they made the dragon eat it. And then they just yeah. couple, you know, well, I guess I don't know. Do explosives. Yeah, I mean, like fire. they do fire burning within them. So like, who knows? And maybe that wouldn't um, even work. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, he has her test that scorpion on Balerian the Dread Skull. Yeah. And it goes right on through. Um, Apparently they built that thing for real. Yeah, uh, no, that's practical. Six yeah. weeks, I think, is what I was reading for them to build it. Um, which is, that's just kind of nuts to just, to have an arrow just pierce. I don't know if, I'm assuming they didn't actually fire this arrow, you know, it's just, they built the thing without the arrow and then just jammed one in there. Um, but pretty sick. Uh, pretty, like just a a cool visual to have them like walk up next to it too and just see how fucking Mm -hmm. big. uh, Oh yeah. And like, it's, uh, it. It has to be practical, you know, and if it's not, it's incredible visual effects. Uh, mm-hmm. But Cersei, you know, coming up to the nose on the skull of Balerion, the dread. Um, mm. Pretty massive, pretty yeah. massive. But uh, oh, yeah. that concludes the story in King's Landing. And we then head to Winterfell. Mm. Wherein Jon Snow, Sansa Stark and Davos Seaworth discuss the letter they received from Tyrion. And uh, John's like, read the last line for me, you know. Um, for all dwarfs are bastards in their father's eyes. He's like, it, we can trust him. I, and everyone's like, why the fuck do you think we can try? We can. He's yeah. like, he's like Sansa, you know Tyrion, you know he's a good dude. You know, I know he's a Lannister and fuck them, but like he's like the ex- exception to that rule, and you know that, I know that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they, you know, they're they're curious if they can trust this and. And, uh, you know, even so, Sansa worries it is a too big a risk to let John uh, go down there. And John concedes that now is not the right time to go. And Davos is like, well, you said that fire can kill the the White Walkers, right? What breathes fire? Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty big there. Um, and they they just found out that there's a mountain of dragon glass there. So it's like, yeah, we have dragons that breathe fire that can kill a, a White Walker's army, and then we have the weapons also there at Dragon. Well, and that's the thing is that the dragons weren't quite enough. It was like that's mm-hmm. too big a risk. It's when he does find out about the dragon glass that he goes, mm-hmm. oh, because he, okay. he yeah. does get that out. Yeah, yeah. I also, like, okay, I do have to go. I do have to my go. Best um, friend, my mo- I, the person I trust most in the world. Yeah. I think says like that was pretty cute you know just yeah some some unspecified that. amount of time later maester mm-hmm. wolken brings john a message from sam in the citadel and john gathers the northern lords in the main hall and announces that sam's letter reveals there is a mountain of dragon glass beneath Dragonstone. he adds that you know of course he he trusts sam more than anybody in the entire world he was his brother in the night's watch and it, he trusts him as much as anybody so mm-hmm. i do believe this and he's like so that's very good to know. Everybody, there's a mountain of dragon glass and dragonstone. Okay, now a couple days ago, <laughs> I also received this letter um, from Queen Daenerys Targaryen. And just again, when it comes to characters who never interact, never see each other, they almost feel like they're from two separate shows. The first yeah. time Jon Snow says, Queen Daenerys Targaryen. This yeah, it was it's, like it's extremely satisfying. Uh, yeah, it just is. It's nice to whenever they everything starts to fully connect and yeah, and we have all all the in, interlacing that's about to happen. Oh, uh, I fucking mm-hmm. love it. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's he's like, I've been invited to Dragonstone to meet with the queen and announce his decision to you know like you know. Uh, so I'm 
going to go down there and she's here. She's got an army of unsullied. She's got Dothraki. She's got the dragon glass and I got to three, go. three fully grown dragons. And everyone in the room goes, Oh God. You know, they're all like, Oh no. So he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. The, the North didn't like that. No, uh, they right didn't. They, they did not. Um, and, and, uh, everyone was very against it. That and this clear. is why I went with Jon Snow. Uh, I went with Jon Snow for the character this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he's the man that has to make the hard decisions. Oh, and know? he's like, y'all just, and again, Kid Harrington's performance, Jon Snow, mm-hmm. like the characterization of him in this moment when he goes, mm-hmm. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to ask her to to help us mine that dragon glass and to have her ally ally with us against the White Walkers. I'm going to take Davos. We're going to go to White Harbor and we're going to sail to Dragonstone uh, immediately. Yeah. And you know, they all stand, Lord Yon Royce and Robert Glover voice their opinions that a Targaryen cannot be trusted, citing the atrocities committed by Daenerys and Lady Lyanna urges the king in the north to stay in the north. And Jon accepts, you know, that he's taking a risk. And Sansa's like, have you, like, do you forget what happened to grandfather? Like, do you remember what happened to dad's dad and dad's brother and mm-hmm. everything there? And there's a look when she says that that Kit Harrington gives where he just kind of like looks down and like smirks. Like it's just a y'all are never going to fucking get it. Yeah. Y'all are just not going to get that. This is, and then he says it, he's like, none of you have seen them. Yep. You can't know, you know, like you, you can't know. And I don't blame you for that, but I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going because I know this is what we need to do. Um, and she and Sansa goes like, "Why you cannot go? The king in the north should be in the north." And he says, "I I know I know, I'm leaving the north in good hands though." Yeah. Sansa goes, "Who?" And he goes, "Yours." While Just I'm one gone. start left in Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. While I'm gone, the north is yours. Nice. Um, I I did like that. I I also loved him loved him saying like, "You guys appointed me as your king. Yes, you did. I, I never want- wanted." It. He's like, I never wanted it, but you love me, I guess. I never wanted it. Yeah. But you, I took it because the North is my home Mm -hmm. and I love it here and I will fight to defend it. Um, I I loved, I I loved it. It's just, yes, loved it. So, and so already, already I'm like, okay, John's my character of the episode. And then we go into the catacombs beneath Winterfell. Wherein Peter Baelish finds Jon Snow, who is visiting his father's tomb, and vouches that Tyrion can be trusted. And Peter tells Jon that while he and Ned had their differences, they both loved Catelyn Stark. And he notes Catelyn wasn't fond of Jon. And muses that perhaps Catelyn underestimated his potential. And uh, Jon, all the while, Kit Harrington's performance once again, just completely disgusted with this fucking yeah. guy. Like, um, you don't belong down here. Is like mm-hmm. like the first thing he says to him. I'm like, oh man, let's doesn't, fucking go. D- like, doesn't matter. Doesn't like d- down yeah, here is for my fucking family. You are who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm sorry, we've never had the chance to properly talk, you know. So I figured, why not? Why not come on down here and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he he says, you know, they sh- that Peter shouldn't be there. They have nothing to say to each other. And Bayless replies that John should be grateful to him. Not even thank you. Yeah, he's like not even a thank you. 
Uh, John like stops. He's like, oh, like okay. seething, like yeah. seething. Um, all right, all right. I'll, I'll talk to you. I guess. Uh, but yeah, he does not say the right thing. Littlefinger here. Uh, just keeps saying the wrong things over I and over. Not, I am not your enemy, and I love Sansa as I loved her mother. And John just <laughs> swings around, pins him against the wall by the throat. And mm-hmm. tells him, I believe it is your line. If I'm it is mistaken. my line. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just the delivery of it and the moment of it. But he says, touch my sister and I'll kill you myself. And just walks out. Um, and, and man, I don't know. I, I love his outfit. Like, he is looking like a net, you know. Like, it, it, I, I, did it look like, did he kind of have armor on this episode? Like, uh, it looked like he was a little more beefed up a little bit like he kind of had some armor instead of just the the uh what do you call that what do you call the big thing Sansa made him the cloak the The cloak yeah cloak yeah like it kind of looked like he had like a chest like a really big kind of like chest piece on or something uh but I don't know I love I love the look and like it especially showing him from behind like whenever he's in the crypt and like it just the stars from behind they all just look the same like Benjen, John and Ned like they all just kind of look the same well and furthermore Uh, this is a wonderful Wonderful little parallel. Um, this is not the first time Littlefinger has been held against a wall by the throat by a Stark. The first time was Ned in season one when he traveled to King's Landing and he had no Catelyn way. arrange a little meat in his brothel. Um, and he pins Littlefinger against the wall. Um, so it's just mm. another further little parallel between John and Ned here. Um, which is God. so satisfying. I fucking love it every time. Ned uh, never goes away. You know, we get we get another parallel with another Stark uh, in Ned mm. a little later on that I yeah. I very yeah. much enjoyed. It's where my character comes from, uh, but we'll mm. we'll get to her later. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, outside, John and Davos mount up and ride on. Um, mm-hmm. Super super sucks. You know, because it's like immediately after Arya hears that they're alive and she's going like, so she's riding north and they're leaving. And so it's just all, it's just the story of the Stark's life, just bad timing. Yeah, but uh, Just took back Winterfell, went through yeah. Battle of the Bastards, finally home, Stark banners dropped. And it's like, now I got to go to Dragonstone. I got shit I got to do, man. I'm God sorry. Damn, dude. Um, um, you know, he's, he's always like, he had to go north of the wall to talk to Mance. He's like. You know, this is a suicide mission, basically. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Same thing love, here. Like, <laughs> I love on their way out. I love on their way out when Peter's, like, walking out of the crypts, and you can see him, like, blurred out, going, yeah. like, he's, like, reaching oh. for his collar, like, fucking yeah. shit. And yeah, like, John gives, <laughs> gives that little wave to Sansa, like, yeah. you know, I told you told me not to protect you, whatever, but I think, uh, I don't know, I was gonna, I was gonna do what I did in the crypt no matter what. I'll do my uh, best. I'll mm-hmm. do my best. But uh, that concluded the story there, and we will then head to the Riverlands, mm-hmm. wherein we get my favorite scene. I, I decided to go with this as my favorite scene, uh, the first one in the Riverlands. Arya Stark encounters Hot Pie yeah. at the end of the crossroads and uh, accosting him to give her some pie and some ale. Um, she's like, who's that for? And then just takes it off her plate, takes it off the tray, starts eating she's it. Like, mm, that's good. That's good. And Hot Pie's like, yeah, you know, the trick is to to brown the butter a bit. You know, nobody thinks to brown the butter. I love that that's like his whole shtick is that he's like, I do this and nobody thinks to do this. So that's why I do it. Um, He loves to cook. Very passionate about it. And like, I love like 
he, whenever Arya takes it at first, he's kind of like pissed. He's kind of like, I, I don't like, I don't know. But then like, she's like, this is so good. And he's yeah. like, he gets that smile on his face. Like, like, yeah, ah, you like, know, it, it's pretty fucking good. Um, and she's like, you know, the trick is to brown the butter. Nobody thinks to brown the butter. And she's like, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, and make pies. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it's like, I don't. Oh my god, it just yeah. clicked. Literally Holy just shit. served the pie last episode. Like, what pie is she talking about? How did that not yep. click? Holy shit. Of course she didn't brown the butter. She didn't care if it tasted good nope. at all. Um, oh, my God. I cannot believe two, that. Two episodes ago, served um, a pie to Walter Frey containing her, his sons. Um, incredible. But, uh, yeah, incredible. just a little, little drop there. Um, and there's, uh, there's this uh, directional choice that it's already a good emotional scene mm. that happens here. We barely see Hot Pie during this scene, during this entire conversation. They hmm. the they zoom in on on Macy Williams and let her face tell every bit of the story you need to. So I also went with Macy Williams for my performance yeah. of the episode. Okay. Um, nice. So yeah, this she... this I wanted to spread the love, but I ended up loading this one up a little bit, you know. Hot Pie asks, you know, did the lady not ever find you? And uh she's like, What lady night? And she's all the while just munching away, munching away. You got some ale? Um, takes the ale, starts drinking it, and she's like, yeah, I've, she she found me. Um, and Hot Pie asks where she's traveling to, and Arya tells him, I'm going up to King's Landing. And it's it's this moment when Hot Pie goes, oh, yeah, heard, uh, heard Queen C- Cersei blew, blew up the Sept of Baelor, and uh, it's, it's weird, though. I would have thought you were heading to Winterfell. And she goes, why would I do that? The Boltons occupy Winterfell. And Hot Pie goes, not anymore. The Boltons are dead. Yeah. Jon Snow killed him in the Battle of the Bastards. He's been named King of the North. Um, and dude, oh. and it was this moment for Macy Williams that just like fucking clinched it for me. I was like, when she like, she like pauses and it's still like, we, we cut to hot pie for a second while he's delivering that line, but then we cut back to her and she's like, her eyes fill up with yeah. tears and she's, she, she yeah. licks up her fingers, puts the food down. And is like, thanks man. I got to go. Um, oh my yeah. God. I she love it. Love this choice. You know, she's she's outside. She's on her horse. She looks at, like, the two paths to take. Uh, one to King's Landing to kill Cersei. The other mm-hmm. to go home. Back to her family. And, and she's like, I have yeah, She's got to go home. And, like, that's the moment where I'm like, all right, you're my character of the episode, Arya. Uh, I was like, I, I'm already tearing up, you know, like, emotional moments. And, and then, again, you know, this, this – and then the next moment in the woods. Um, Dude. Yeah, oh no, my like God. this is like, oh, just a, just a series of fantastic scenes that I credit to Macy Williams almost entirely. Um, you know, later on, as Arya prepares to set up camp in a snowy forest, uh, her horse is startled by several wolves, mm-hmm. and before the wolves can attack her, they are silenced by their pack leader. And Arya makes eye contact with this wolf and whispers, "Nymeria." Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've seen Nymeria since uh, season one, episode two of the show um go off beat live your own life nightmare um love and i love that like she has needle in her hand and Mm -hmm. every wolf is like like they are fucking pissed but then like right when she sets it down and like starts to walk towards nightmare it's like okay like all right good good you know uh good that you're not no sword in hand now and and man this this like macy i'm I'm definitely glad she's getting a performance because oh my god this was incredible 
her oh, uh, dude, like I loved it. especially considering that she's not acting off anything that's true there's nothing, there's nothing there. there a green tennis you know? ball baby uh yeah. you know like uh no, how no. Daenerys has to rub a green tennis yeah. ball to pet yeah. on whatever yeah this oh my god yeah like come with me please like please i'm going home i'm, going home, I'm going home um and and at first i i didn't uh i think did i switch my line to this i think i might have um okay i i did have two uh but since i'll give uh aria the character i think i'll i'll keep the Jon snow line because it was pretty badass um but like that's not you mm-hmm. um initially i was i was a little little confused by it i'm like uh like, is she in denial? Is she trying to be like, no, that's not Nymeria? But, like, it's a, a line that she that Arya says to Ned. Uh, whenever Ned is saying, uh, one day you'll grow up and, and you'll marry someone, you'll be in a castle, you'll wear very nice dresses. And uh, she says, that's not me. Um, mm-hmm. or something. And Ned's like, yeah, that's that's not you. It's like this moment they have together. And, and now Arya has to, you know, has this moment with her and Nymeria. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this show's just so fucking incredible. Like, mm-hmm. all the little tie-ins they do um and and aria you know obviously want to be like like please join me come home with me like i i miss you but then and then her realizing like you have your family here you have your way of life it's the same you know i'm not gonna force you uh into anything oh god oh my god aria um i think we're getting to that point in the show when Mm. we're looking at like three different people most of the time for character and performance. And it's like, is it John? Is it Daenerys? Is it Arya? And that's going to yeah. kind of be um, <laughs> yep. the the case from here on in. But uh, regardless, oh, yeah. and you know, there'll be those exceptions of, of course, but those are, those are the most exciting three characters seasons seven, and uh, especially season eight. With um, this, uh, she was at five. She was tied with Rob, Cersei and Varys. Now, she is tied with Ned Stark and Davos Seaworth at six. Um, so I do, I do, I do like that. What about yeah. performances? Does this move her up to three? See Macy Williams. Um, oh, you did. I did. I not put that one in. I didn't. Yes, she is at three, which ties her with Alfie Allen and Richard Madden. Um, yeah, Rob Stark there. So yeah, there little uh, little parallel there as well, but. Uh, that concludes the story in the Riverlands, and we'll head to Old Town. We're at the Citadel. Archmaester Ebros and Sam examine Jorah Mormont, whose grayscale is spread to his torso. And the Archmaester tells Jorah that, you know, you should have cut off your arm instead of letting the infection spread. Don't know why you didn't do that, you fucking idiot. Um, Damn. And... Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah. it is my arm, you know. But, I, you know, thinking later on what would happen fair uh yeah. it's just a hard decision to make it is um, you know like uh i think he's you know he had he, he knew he had to fight his way back to daenerys he knew he could only do that if he had both mm-hmm. his arms and he he made the the choice that he he wanted to make so i respect it yeah. but uh jamie bro- had to cut off i think like was it maybe like up in his bicep or maybe his elbow and he's like no you're just cutting off my hand like yeah. you like that is all you're taking or whatever it's so like even when he didn't have grayscale uh exactly i guess a little different but oh man i i love these scenes with jorah i was i was debating on like who i could give the performance to and i kind of just wanted to highlight like a just a an underdog someone who doesn't really get get the limelight that often i thought i thought he did great in this episode Dude, I love um, is it ian yeah. is it just yeah. ian I thought like maybe we we found out that it was pronounced a little differently or something like that. 
Uh, but maybe I'm thinking of a different. That game. was somebody. There, there was somebody there. Um, Ray Fines, maybe, maybe that. That's who I'm. Maybe Ray thinking. Fines was one of those. Uh, was it Yon 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 uh, uh the guy who played Ramsey. Was maybe that one that we did that with Ewan. Maybe that could um, be it. Yeah, has he gotten a performance not before? Um, yes, I gave him one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That that was definitely it. Yeah, his name. I think. Um, We've done that, it with a few people. Ray Fines, Sir Sharonin, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ryan. Um, I feel like there's another one in Thrones that's not satisfying. That's this, what I was saying. Itch. I know. I, it felt like um, there was maybe one more. Um, I don't know. It, it could have been Thrones. It could have been a director's spotlight movie, though, is what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm also like, thinking. Uh, um, but, but yeah, regardless. no. Ian Glenn here. Oh my god! I was like, just for one, like having to. I guess I'm, you know, jumping a little bit, but like he's he's like, uh, like being told, you know, like you, you don't have like years before you're you're dead, you know. But he's asking like how like how long? Like just you can hear like in his voice, he's like basically already given up. He knows his fate, um, and and it's like yeah, a couple years before you're dead. But he's like no, like how long? Uh, how long do I really have before? my mind is taken and like here's six months. Um, did you get it? it. Yeah. Uh, Yoan Griffith. Griffith. Who is fantastic Four. Okay. Reed Richards. There we go. I O A. it's, it's G R U F F U D D and it's pronounced Griffith. Remember we were like, what the fuck? Okay. That's, that sounds way closer. Yeah. Not a director's not thrones. Comic book. I was uh, like, I was like, he, that's why you and Rion was satisfying me is because it's I W O N when the name was I O A N, and I was like, it's right, it's something like that. Uh, but yeah, okay, we're there. Ian, Yuan, Yon, like it was all right there. I was like, we're. I was gonna figure it out. I wasn't gonna let that shit slide. Um, <laughs> but we can uh, sleep at night. yeah, now yes, we can sleep yes. comfortably. But, uh, yeah, Ebro states that Mormon is beyond saving, and while it is customary for infected uh, small folk to be sent to live with the stone men, since he is highborn in a night, he will give him one more day. And he goes ahead and takes a look at the sword and goes, do what you will. Um, not yeah. He obviously doesn't say that, but, like, so yeah, go ahead. Night however you please. I, yeah, he very problem. much implies it. Oh, he very, yeah. very much implies it. Um, yeah, that's eesh. Like, this, this is rough. And, and then, like, you see him start to like write a letter, you know, I guess it's a little later, but like the letter he writes, like it's so, like, I, I paused to read it and I was like, Oh my God. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, like, he's oh. writing a suicide note to Daenerys. Yeah. yeah. Like I wish I could have seen the world you, you would have built. Um, and I've loved you from the moment I met you was like how it ended, I think. And he was still mm-hmm. going to go, I think like he was still kind of going and Sam yeah. interrupted him, but, oh man. Yeah. I, I don't know. This, uh, I love I love Samwell finding out that he's Mormont. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, Name's Jura Jura Mormont. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like uh, Samwell. I kind of like. Well, I can't just fucking. Uh, but you know, he has to leave. And later on, the Archmaster Maester lectures Charlie about the art of writing history, and Sam refuses to give up on Jura and mentions that a previous Maester Pylos successfully treated two cases of advanced grayscale, and he rushes like ah. Did it? Did it say how that that ended for him? Uh, he died of grayscale. So yeah, <laughs> makes sense there. Um, deemed too dangerous to do, so it is banned. We do no, we no longer do this procedure. We don't do that shit. We don't play that. But yeah. uh, sad. Yeah, 
undaunted, not willing to give up, Sam decides to treat Jorah and secretly visits his quarters in the night uh, while Jorah is writing that suicide note, and he tells him, you are not dying today, and reveals himself to be a sworn brother of the Night's Watch, that he served under Jorah's father and was there when he died. And Sam gives Jorah rum to drink after taking a fortifying swig himself, telling him that the process will be painful. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No, no, this is not good. And, man, they... Of course, they they love the just the just Old Town. Everything is disgusting in Old oh, Town. Terrible. You know, we get the poop loop, uh, and like you know, mixing in with the food, literally happens here. Like the poop, and then like Sam pouring the soup. You know, like it, and so like just all looks the same. And then here you get like the this like pus, and like he's cutting into one, and then it cuts to like someone eating like a chicken pot pie or yeah, something like yeah that, you know and i was just like oh my god it's actually not the only match cut of the episode that's like and the other one's extremely subtle but i love it i loved the choice it's whenever gray worm is eating masande out and she's uh-huh. like uh she's she's moaning and then she like reaches up like this and mm-hmm. then you see ebros's hand grab something and pull something off of a shelf so it was like supposed to imply that she like grabs the headboard um, but, that's, uh, that's, like, that's sick. I didn't notice that a, li- a little more subtle that one, but it's like, it's mm-hmm. definitely supposed to evoke the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but this one is much more gruesome, much more disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, it goes ahead, provides him with like a thick strip of leather to bite down on. Um, don't scream. Uh, I'm sorry. He's, he's shushing him all the while. He's just scraping this disgusting yeah. flesh off of him. Oh, um, God. And like the, the, like whenever, like the camera's like above Ian yeah. Glenn, like and he's like just like trying to hold it in, you know, and like the noises and everything he's making, like that's like yeah, no, that's actually, that's a great performance to put on to when you're not in yeah, pain, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is not happening to him whatsoever. Um, for one, having to go through like he's thinking this is his na- his last night that he's going to be alive, and then finally like having this last glimmer of hope. I almost gave Sam the character uh, mm. for deciding to like just go against. Uh, the citadels you know whatever rules and shit and uh but no i i feel like Arya deserved it a little bit more i think um, so here. i think but, so but yeah. uh, no i love sam in this one this is one of those examples of just like and this is one of those characters where you are so rarely concerned that sam is actually ever in danger and yeah. I, I think that you aren't even particularly worried he's going to die of grayscale here. Like there's that there's that inscrutable logic that you can't escape when you're watching shit like this, um, where you're like, well, this isn't how they're going to kill Samwell Tarly. You yeah, know? he's he's lived through a couple battles. He's done a lot of shit. He's not just all of a sudden going to get infected with grayscale. So there, it's one of those things where like the stakes are a little are a little muddled in that regard. But they do, you know, they they make you want him. You make you uh, they make you want him to save Jorah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, this was ah, I don't know. I like Sam Sam's storyline, like it I don't know, it's it's really cool to me this oh, watch. Yeah. I always uh, love it. I always love it. So I love love Old Town. But so, yeah, we'll head to the last place of the episode in Blackwater mm-hmm. Bay, where Yara Greyjoy and her brother Theon travel aboard their portion of the Iron Fleet with their Dornish allies. Alaria Sand, her daughter Tyene, and Tyene's half-sisters Obara and Nymeria, the second Nymeria of the episode. Um, and in their quarters, the Sand Snakes are lying in bed about to and arguing about killing Lannisters, and elsewhere, Alaria drinks ironborn liquor with Yara and Theon, 
which she compares unfavorably to Dornish wine. And Ilaria asks Yara if she had ever been to Dorn, to which Yara responds that she has been there a few times. And Ilaria responds that there is a boy in every port in Dorn, and Yara tells her a boy, a girl, depends on the port. Um, and as they begin to flirt with one another, and Ilaria motions for Theon to get her more wine, Yara explains Theon is not a servant, but will be both her advisor and protector once he once he's killed their uncle. Mm-hmm. And Yara puts her feet up on the tab- table, and Ilaria bends over Yara and spreads her legs apart across the table. And Alaria moves her hand up Yara's leg towards her crotch, and Alaria is like, you want to have a threesome with me and your sister? Yeah. Um, a foreign invasion is about to take place. I believe yeah. she says, you know, something like that, which, yeah. I mean, I, I don't Hard. know. Yeah, almost the line, but like yeah. I didn't want to. I don't know. I, I almost know. went with Yara for the character just because of this entire like and Yara's performance. Like she's incredible, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, she she's, she's like, like leave him be. You know, this ain't this ain't it right now. And I love the implication that it's not because she doesn't want to have a threesome with her brother; it's because he doesn't have a penis. Um, yeah, she knows. And, she knows he's not about that life anymore. <laughs> um, but hey, we got Grey Worm. Uh, and it worked. Uh, so yeah, Theon's just gotta make that discovery. He's just gotta, he's just gotta nut up. Yeah. (laughs) Very figuratively. Um, uh, yeah, is, is it just his shaft that's gone or is it like, is it Theon's? Yeah. So he's got his balls still? I'm pretty sure he does. Which makes it even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I, that's a weird, Middle I'd rather go just kind of clean off, you know, yeah. at that point. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I guess I've never Couple thought about this. In there. Right? Yeah. What a, um, wow. That's strange. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we can, but, move uh, on. we can move on from that, I guess. Um, um, but yeah, Yara's ship is struck and lurches to the side, moving mm-hmm. topside. And they discover that their fleet is being ambushed by Euron's, uh, Euron's iron fleet. And I loved Yara. Yeah climbing up the stairs telling Alaria, stay here um super mm-hmm. cool stuff but Euron's flagship silence is what it's called because he likes to cut people's tongues out so that he has silence and stuff you know uh, uh, okay but uh and we okay. see a couple of people get their tongues cut off during this yeah um oh yeah no his his entrance is kind of badass too i mean so like, fucking oh, cool i'm like that's badass i love i loved that like yeah just like screaming as he's like coming down and just like just just wailing on someone right away like with his axe i was like this dude is absolutely nuts like he is just he's lost it completely Mm. this dude does not care no Um, no and it sucks we do say goodbye to a couple sand snakes here um we say goodbye to um obara and nymeria uh, kill one of Huron kills one of them by impaling her on her own spear, and then strangles the other with her own whip. Um, and though Tyene kills several Ironborn, she and Alaria are overwhelmed ultimately. And Alaria tells the Ironborn to kill them, like just go ahead, kill us. You know we don't want to go anywhere. Um, and they're like, nah, nope. no, 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 yeah, we got not plans for y'all. Yeah, not part of the plan. But um, uh, Yara and Euron fighting with axes. As Yara's fleet burns in the night, Euron captures Yara and then goes to Little Theon. Come save her, Little Theon. I got uh, We also get like one of my least favorite lines in the show from Euron during this when he says, uh, Come on, give your uncle a kiss. Yeah, he's he's just uh, a little unhinged, you know. He's yeah, no, uh, he's out there. It's so funny. 
Um, but uh, Theon is about to come to his little sister's aid, but panics when Euron's men begin mutilating the wounded sailors, reminding him of the tortures he suffered at Ramsay Bolton's hands. And we see Alfie Allen retreat from Theon back to Reek temporarily. Mm-hmm. And to Yara's dismay, Theon jumps overboard while Euron laughs with cruel glee and watching that tear fall from like from Yara's eye oh. down her cheek, like, dude, fucking magnificent. Man, talk about a it just an amazingly lit scene. Like I love oh, that it's at dude, night. Gorgeous. And like the fireballs flying over at first and you see like the you know, like the light actually like fly by them. Mm-hmm. But then like whenever just the ship's on fire and like Euron does have Yara there. Like it's just all the fires lighting their face and everything. It's like, oh Dude. man, it, yeah. it, it looked nice. Um, it looked really, really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, a great like we were talking about, kind of like an underwhelming uh, end to last episode a uh, little bit. You know, it's like, this it was one okay. You like, fucking like, ooh, this one was like, holy fuck. We were like, holy yeah. shit. Like we thought, we thought, or I guess. You know, we we know what happens, but like at first viewing, you're like, yeah, they're just on their way to uh, where are they going? Uh, just down to Dorn. Yeah, they're just going down to Dorn to get the Dornish army or whatever. And yeah, you're not even thinking like that. Euron could could meet them there. And then yeah, no, uh, this uh, it does not go their way. Uh, this I guess is this uh, this is the gift that he promised Cersei here. Yeah, uh, here's the uh, he marches. Mm-hmm. He marches them through the streets of King's Landing and takes them to uh, the Red Keep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, a fairly, yeah. I mean, like, because if if they were allowed to get to Dorne, like King's Landing would have been under siege. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, very, very good gift uh, from Euron. Just happens, yeah, and unknowingly a great gift. I don't think he's necessarily like. Oh. I mean, I think they could estimate. They're going to lay siege to King's Landing, but like, uh, yeah, I guess they thought it would have been the Dothraki and the, uh, yeah, right. Unsullied. And, yeah. Unsullied. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what they yeah, were thinking. And you know, she's, she's bringing the woman who killed her daughter and that woman's daughter to King's Landing. So this, got an idea of the plans there. Does she kill uh, her the same way? Yes. Does, gives her uh, a kiss and. Gives her a kiss with the poison on her lips and takes the antidote. Oh, they're like, shows they're like chained up on walls across from each oh, other. So right. she has to like watch yes. her oh, die. Like they're going to keep her alive oh, so that she watches her daughter decay and everything. It's pretty incredible. Pretty great yeah. idea. Um, Man, not one for torture. playing on that. But uh, uh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, not all about torture and uh, doing this to people, but when it, when it's the show, you know, when it's, when it's just, a TV show. I, oh yeah, Cersei's Cersei's getting her revenge now. She she's given everybody their comeuppance mm-hmm. to be sure. But uh, oh yeah, that that concluded the episode. How are we? I mean, I'm high on this one, man. Like I'm talking it awesome. Um, is like, it last a 10? week we gave it an eight? Uh, probably not quite a ten, not, but yeah, not there. Nine five nine seven five. Yeah. I'm there. It's I think. Let's see. What are there some nine fives that we give? The Book of the Stranger, episode four of last season. The Broken Man, um, episode seven of last season, nine fives. Um, a nine, I think it's right there. Yeah, I think nine right seven there. five would be home. Um, episode two, the finale of season five, uh, kill the boy. I think yeah, I think nine five is probably more fair for this one. Um, but I could see it going to nine seven five. But uh, I think 
I think it belongs. Room to grow. We've got. We. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's cool here. Okay. Um, Man, critically, I think it's on every bit that footing. Um, it's one of the. Yeah. It's way more visually appealing than the first episode was. Um, Incredibly more. Yeah, like, um, just the boat battle, impressive as well. Like they're not oh, yeah. actually fighting. Um, massive. You know, they don't have those boats out in the sea. Uh, that's that's all just fake. There, mm-hmm. I guess I, there's pro- no, there are some sets. I do remember them building like some some like parts of the boat and stuff like that. Oh, for uh, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we're not watching an actual naval battle. Exactly. Um, and even even the the scenes with Arya, like just focusing on like the faces this episode. Like Arya's mm-hmm. face was very focused on Ian Glenn's face. Uh, focused on whenever uh, he's in pain, going all through that. Uh, I feel like. Even the scenes in the north, like John in his, like just in that room. I don't know why. I think like the, I just love those scenes every time John is talking to the north. Mm-hmm. I just I love him just a, being a leader and seeing him like that. So, and yeah, written written way better. Uh, it was paced very well. Like I, I was never bored in this episode at all. A lot of like little tear up moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I liked it. I. I think I'm there for a nine five as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. it's I think it's there. The board. There we go. Yeah, nine fives cross the board. Uh, would let's see, have we had done that before? Is there just a nine five flat overall? Not last season. Um, not the season before. Wow, I guess kind of a rare. Ah, the laws of gods and men, season four, episode six. Oh. The last nine five. That's Tyrion's confession. Trial. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, that's high praise. There we go. Um I like that. Um I don't know. This it's like again, like the, the biggest thing to happen would have been the, the naval battle. Um and then I guess John leaving. Um Arya going home. Actually there's there's some very important things very that do important happen here. That happens here. Yeah. It's a big it's a biggie, but uh it, it leaves me even more excited for the rest of season seven. We we got okay. off to a, an iffy start, but I think this one gives me a lot more hope for what's to come mm. than than weeks previous, um, or week previous. But uh, yeah, yeah, Queen's Justice next week. Ooh, well, I think that's a sign that those prisoners are delivered uh, yeah, back they to Thirsty. Um, they are. But uh, yeah, with that, we will conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming, and we'll be back next week with the Queen's Justice Season 7, Episode 3. Um, I believe John will arrive in Dragonstone next week as well, so uh, we got a lot to look forward to. But in the meantime, we will continue our comic book movie journey through film this Wednesday and Friday. And uh, we got a, we got a couple got a couple episodes lined up. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Um, last week brought us... Iron Man 3 and The Dark Knight Rises. This week brings us... I don't recall. Uh, what is it? Uh, Man of Steel and The Wolverine. Oh, okay. Superman and Wolverine. I'll take it. We're going on a pretty... It's, it's a cool... It's a fun little streak we're on right now, so I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Um, Down. I'm digging it. But yeah, that's uh, what we got cooking this week, and we'll be back next week with Winter is Blooming for Season 7, Episode 3. Um, and with that... We'll conclude this episode. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. 
For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast, follow on Letterboxd at PennyBloomPod, and remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue to download. That is a huge help. Love it dearly. Um, But yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and you're a dragon. Be a dragon.